Good morning. This is Send Seven Simple English News Daily in Seven Minutes. I'm Stephen Devincenzi. Today is Wednesday, the sixteenth of March, twenty twenty-two. Starting in Europe today, leaders of three European countries traveled to the Ukrainian capital Kiev. Yesterday, despite the fact that the Russian army is continuing to bomb Kiev, and Russian soldiers and tanks are only a few kilometers away, Prime Ministers of Poland, Mateusz Morawiecki, of Czechia, Peter Fiala, and of Slovenia, Janusz Jansa, traveled by train to Kiev yesterday. Where they met with President Volodymyr Zelensky, Morawiecki said that it was to show solidarity with Ukraine and to show the criminal aggression of Russian President Vladimir Putin. Towns and cities across Ukraine are constantly being bombed by the Russian army, including residential areas. One attack on an apartment block in Kiev killed at least four people yesterday. Two more journalists have been killed: Pierre Zakhsevsky, an American cameraman, and Oleksandra Kuvinova, a Ukrainian producer, who both worked for Fox News, were killed when their car was hit by a Russian rocket near Kiev. Ukraine also said yesterday that it has been hit by three thousand cyber attacks since February, mostly attacking government and communications services. The Russian army has also targeted communications infrastructure, such as Kiev's television tower. Mayor of Kiev, Vitali Klitschko, ordered a thirty-five-hour curfew in Kiev. Saying that it was for military reasons, in the southern city of Mariupol, the governor of Donetsk has reported that Russian soldiers have taken four hundred people hostage in a hospital. Pavlo Kirlenko said that Russian soldiers forced more people into the hospital, and then said that nobody can leave. This information is difficult to verify. Mariupol has been under siege for two weeks, meaning that people have not been able to leave the city, and there is an extreme shortage of food, water, and heat. Around two thousand cars were able to leave Mariupol yesterday, according to authorities. Yesterday, President Zelensky spoke by video link to the Canadian Parliament. After he spoke, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said that he was a champion of democracy. Volodymyr, in the years I've known you, I've always thought of you as a champion for democracy. And now, democracies around the world are lucky to have you as our champion. Yesterday, Zelensky also published a message in Russian, in which he encouraged Russian conscripts to surrender and promised them that they would be treated well. 
Conscripts are soldiers who are in the army because they have to perform military service. In Russia, all men must spend one year in the army. Last week, Russia's Ministry of Defense said that conscripts have been used in the invasion of Ukraine. On Monday, a Russian journalist held up a sign saying no to war and don't believe propaganda during a live broadcast. In Russia, calling the war a war is illegal, with the possibility of receiving 15 years in jail. Yesterday, Marina Ovsianikova was found guilty of breaking protest laws and was fined 30,000 rubles. Ravina Shamdasani of the United Nations Human Rights Office described Ovsianikova as courageous and said that she should not be punished. So of course, we followed the case of this very courageous journalist um, who took to live Russian television uh, to to make her views clear about, about the war and um, about the propaganda that is being spread uh, within Russia about the war. Um, we would urge uh, the authorities to ensure that she does not face any reprisals uh, for exercising her right to freedom of expression. Um, we understand there are now some 15,000 uh, people um, who have been arrested in Russia in relation to protests um, against the war. The United Nations says that three million people have left Ukraine since Russia invaded three weeks ago. The rest of the world now. In the Dominican Republic, a cruise ship hit dry land yesterday. It took seven hours to free the Norwegian escape, which has over 3,000 tourists and 1,600 staff on board. In India, a ban on wearing the hijab at school has been allowed by Karnataka's High Court. Khadija Takir reports. An Indian court in the state of Karnataka has ruled to uphold the hijab ban in the state. Muslim students in Karnataka petitioned the court after some colleges stopped female Muslim students from entering the campus while wearing hijab. The colleges said that the hijab went against the proper dress code. As a result, there were large-scale protests and students petitioned the court, saying that wearing the hijab was the fundamental right guaranteed under India's constitution. Karnataka Advocate General Prabuling Navadgi said that the right of a college to enforce a uniform prevailed over freedom of expression. Institutional discipline prevails over individual choice. In Senegal, the military has started an operation against separatists from the Casamance region. Casamance is the area of Senegal to the south of Gambia. And in France, the Eiffel Tower has grown by six metres. A new communications antenna was added to the top yesterday, making the Eiffel Tower now 330 metres high. That's your world news in seven minutes. I'm Stephen Devincenzi. Tomorrow you will be with Juliet Martin. Have a great day.